I mean, it's not not as bad as when like Charlie Cassidy and all his nebby friends turn up with stopwatches. The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Drop Back Podcast. I'm your host this week, Joe Costanzo, and I'm joined, as ever, down the line by Stan Wilson. What's up, Joe? First spot in the lineup. This is a new territory for me. Rare occurrence. Matt Burns Peak. This is bullshit. Why am I not first in the lineup? And that's why Sam Lewis. I'm below that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I'll, I'll adjust it next time I host. How how we doing, fellas? Good, mate. Not too bad. Stars yeah, well. Should we uh, should we just jump right into it? There's been some big news coming out of the woodworks this week as JJ Watt has officially signed for the Arizona Cardinals after a fake Peloton account leaked his top three teams shortly after he made it official via a tweet, and it is official. He signed a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal with the Cardinals. So I'm going to shift over to Stan, our resident Cardinals fan, on the question that everyone seems to be asking. Does this signing make the Cardinals contenders? I don't, I don't think it does. I think, ring the rest chasing? Of the, I think the rest of the offseason is going to be very telling in what we're going to be doing next season, essentially, because we've got a lot of holes in the roster still. And defensive interior, like defensive line was one of them. That's where JJ Watt's going to play. Like as part of our three-four heel lineup as defensive end, we'll have Marcus Golden if he resigns and uh, Hassan Reddick, Solander Jones on the outside, but he'll very much be a a three-four defensive end for us, which is a hole in our roster. So I'm glad we filled that. What is interesting for me now is the fact that we don't have a starting cornerback under Rost under contract. So <laughs> we've got Byron Murphy in the slot. Patrick Peterson's a free agent, and I think Drake Kirkpatrick's a free agent too. Yeah, mm. but to be fair. That where they're going to throw it to, they're just going to be eaten by JJ Watt and Chandler Jones every time they drop back. Do you I mean, need that's, that's corners true. at that point? We need DBs anyway. Like, I know it's an overrated position. <laughs> just get Buddha Baker to jam whoever on the line, and then they're not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah you'll nothing, mate. From all, nothing. all the way down at five foot ten, I'm sure. This is when uh, the Cardinals lose every game due to like death by screen pass. <laughs> <laughs> it could turn out the way, but um. It just poses an issue with the salary cap now because before that trade, sorry, before that signing, I think we were on like 17 million and I'm not sure what that's gone down to now, but we're going to have to rely a lot on the draft. I feel like we've only got five picks this year as well, so that's even more of a pressure. So Steve Kime is going to have to hit on pretty much every single one of the draft picks this year in order for us to become a contender because at the moment, things are looking a little bit shaky. And although JJ Watt's obviously going to be a great addition to the team and the um, experience and just quality of play he's going to add on that interior of the line, it does beg the question whether we're going to be able to fill the holes elsewhere on the roster. Would you be able to get like Caleb Farley or it's probably too far for Patrick Sertain? Would you be able to get Farley where you're at? Or do you um, think he'll go before that? not going to get too much into like the cornerback rankings at present but honestly it varies who you ask like who they have at cornerback one because if, you, if you're looking for a play with upside who's going to be projected to be like a high level elite corner then it's Caleb Farley if you want your plug and play guy it's Pat Sertain or um, JC Horn and what is very unfavorable about, unfavorable about our position in the draft as well is that the San Francisco 49ers are right in front of us mm. and they're going to be after a DB as well so if by any chance, Horn, Sertain, Sertain or um, Farley do fall, fall to us, it's very likely that the 49ers will pick him up before us. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we went wide receiver or guard in the first round. Wide receiver seems like a, a bit of a weird one for you, especially when there's so much depth out there at free agency as well. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean though with the, with the JJ Watt contract is that it does eat up a lot of our salary hmm. cap. And unless we can restructure some previous contracts or cut... We'll make some cuts. I know Robert Alford's obviously going to be a cut seeing as he's been in Arizona for two years and still hasn't played a down of football for us. They're going to be potential cuts. But wide receiver, I know on paper you've got Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, these great players, but... Kirk's you've got them in reality. I know, we do have them in reality and it hasn't been that that positive to be honest with you. Christian Kirk has showed flashes, nothing more. Not, he's not a consistent player. Andy Isabella, 
really didn't get any, get many reps this year. The only really solid receiver we've had in that number two or three spot is Demir Bird, who's now with the Patriots. And um, obviously it's great having DeAndre Hopkins, but it would be nice to have that number two guy as well who can benefit yeah. from having all the attention on DeAndre Hopkins. So someone like Terrace Marshall in the second round could be a potential, but maybe Rashad Bateman in the first. I don't trust people that are like as small as Andy Isabella is. Yeah. He's quick, he's, he's, what, just in general life or in this context as NFL I receivers I, I just don't know because it, not only is he short but he's very slight as well yeah, I, yeah, I, he, I just don't trust someone it's like Marquise Brown in a similar way I don't mm. I don't trust them to win one-on-one in the league yeah the reason he, had so, he was so productive at um, University of Massachusetts is because he was one of those gadget guys similar to how Devonta Smith was used in college he was very much he was very much manufactured touches with him, very limited route tree, lots of slants and stuff. And they just cap- they capitalized on his racehorse speed. And he did a great job there, but it hasn't translated that well at the NFL level. So, so we you'd definitely have thought, need you'd have thought having the air raid offense would like that would be the perfect fit for him when you can get the ball in his hands quickly. But I know the offense just hasn't really materialized for you guys as it should have done. It hasn't really been an air raid. If you look at the concepts that we've been using, and it's just been screen passes and just stuff you don't really want and it's just being incredibly inconsistent and all that stuff you don't want all that stuff stuff, yeah. no one gets excited for a wide receiver bubble screen i quite like a screen <laughs> does it put pressure on cliff like because now you're making the you've got hopkins you've got kyle on his rookie deal you're bringing in jj what chandler jones is healthy i mean there is going to be pressure after these moves to be competitive oh absolutely absolutely um cliff kingsbury's very much in the hot seat um Michael Bidwell was asked, our, our, um, the owner of the team, he was asked in a conference press conference after the season whether Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury would be in the hot seat and he refused to answer that question. So that very much makes you feel that Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, they're on their last sort of, yeah. they're on last legs with the team, especially Steve Kime. He's survived this like four times before though. Yeah, yeah. But he's friends with, um, with Bidwell, which does help his case, but... He hasn't really been able to do much and his draft picks in the in the past have been really, really bad. Like hardly any of our past picks are on the team. Not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. At all. And uh Jay Glazer with the immaculate tweet after, after the fact that young journalists take note. <laughs> basically saying that JJ Watt was always an option for the Cardinals, the most obvious thing ever, seeing as they just signed him. In case you didn't already know that. Be fair, those the best insiders are the ones that just keep it to themselves because like yeah. why would the public want any information before it breaks? Sneaky, exactly. sneaky, sneak. It's like what is the point? What is Very the point of that tweet? Laser. Very respectful. <laughs> hey, hey, just to let you know, I already knew that. I was just keeping it to myself. Yeah, I was just being stum about the whole thing. Yeah. What it tells us is that we could be NFL insiders if we just yeah. tweet as soon as someone signed. Oh no, they were always oh, going, we could, you know. They were yeah. always going to consider this team that they I heard just Jamar Chase is going to opt out of the 2020 college season really? it was always an option for him oh, wow no. well that Whoa. is that's an exclusive I think as well if I've got that right wow per sources per sources <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so moving swiftly on to on the other side of the NFC West the Russell Wilson Seahawks situation uh, I know we briefly kind of discussed this on prior weeks uh, over the initial comments about the unhappiness of this O-line situation. Uh, recently, his agent has told Adam Schefter that if the Seahawks were to entertain trade offers, that Russell Wilson's preferred landing spots would be the Bears, the Saints, the Cowboys, or the Raiders. Oh, all teams with good O-linemen. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Do the Bears have that good an O-line? Decent. Just don't have anyone that can throw the footy. They, I think they just banged up last year. Yeah, they're they're not too good at tackle. Yeah, fair enough. But then again, you think any of those teams, realistically, if they're going to trade for Russell Wilson, they're probably going to have to be trading some of their players as well. Like, what's it yeah. going to do? Yeah, but we've already seen the Seahawks aren't interested in O linemen, so you could probably shift other players. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite could you imagine the irony of Russell Wilson gets traded to like the Raiders in exchange for all, all of their O line? <laughs> and the Russ Wilson's just like, what? That would be like shit on a new level. Yeah. That'd be so like Madden, funny. though. It's like you can literally trade for all people's O linemen on that because they don't value it. I don't understand mm. how you can see. I mean, 
Russell Wilson does deserve some blame for the sacks he takes. He does hold the ball far too long on occasions. But the fact that they haven't addressed the position at all, really. I mean, they traded for Dwayne Brown, but that was, what, three years ago now? Yeah. yeah. So you can understand why Wilson's a bit frustrated. And when the Cardinals managed to get what the Seahawks organization must have just been, for fuck's sake. I mean, Chandler Jones is already like Russell Wilson's best friend. The amount of time they spend together in that Seahawks backfield, mm. so having yeah. having what join the join the party as well, like he's just going to want to get out of Seattle and never come back. Mm. Chandler Jones tweeted that he felt sorry for his friend RW three. Yeah, so. that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> it's spicy. Do you think that yeah. the, the Seahawks actually trade Russell Wilson? Is no, anything they can't. To- why they I mean, if, they can't. Can, if they only, I could only see it if they manage to swing something that they get to Sean Watson or Dak Prescott in return, because they're not going to do it to but, not get another QB. Yeah, see, that's the only. I still don't rebuild. Yeah, no, I still don't think it's ha- going to happen. I just see that's the only way I can see it happening. That's the only way it work. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I think any other quarterback in the league potentially goes into that situation and isn't as good at, as Russell Wilson at surviving it, to be honest. Like, What's in his practice? Yeah. True. <laughs> that is true. But again, do you want... like We've already seen Watson having to deal with lots of injuries and stuff because his O-line is literally terrible. So it would, again, feel a little bit... feel a bit like bullying to put him into the Seahawks offense with that, with that O-line. So, yeah, I, I think if the Seahawks... Get, do any sort of trade with with Russ going the other way, then they're not going to be dangerous at all. It's kind of uh, interesting next. when you when you say it like that, like how healthy Russell Wilson has actually managed to be yeah, for exactly. his whole career, it's considering how much he gets hit. Yeah, mm. and that's why I think it's a very unique situation where he's probably the only quarterback that can survive the Seahawks' offense right now. To be honest. Um, and have a decent chance of staying healthy. So if the Seahawks are forced into getting rid of him, unless it's for an army of O-linemen, that that, that offense isn't doing anything next year. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson's injury, was that not an ACL in practice on a read option? And am I blanking on injury? Because the only other one I can think of is when he got like kicked in the eye. And that's sort of a bit of a freak accident, Ron. Uh, like, he played, he played with busted ribs for ages, didn't he? Oh, he, you're right. I was yeah. completely blanking on that one. The, mm. the big one. The, the true ribs. Where he had to take the bus to the to the game because if he went on a flight, yeah. then it would bugger the ribs. So Which he had makes to take no a big sense. old bus. Yeah, I can't fly, but I'm going to play in an NFL game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> explain that again about the ribs and flying. So he didn't take the flight with the team to, I can't remember wherever they were playing, but he didn't take the flight with them because like something to do with the pressure or something when you're in flight and stuff and like the landing and the takeoff would potentially cause a lot of discomfort and further injury. But yeah, the but pilot, then the pilot like, that, take the bus, take the bus a lot more likely to be in a car accident than you are playing accident. And uh, I, don't think, the, I don't think it's so, the accident part of it though. I think is, as you said, the, the air pressure and the landing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if you're in an accident either way, you're pretty buggered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not going to get into what's got a higher chance of fatality in car accident or a plane accident. Frankly, only one winner. Car crash. <laughs> I'd prefer yeah. that you have much higher survivability rating in a car crash. Yeah, yeah, I have reoccurring nightmares about plane crashes. Little fun fact Very for you. statistically unlikely, though. I mean, you're, you're way but more likely to get into a car if crash. If it does happen, that's where you're... Do you have a fear yeah. of flying, Matt? Yes. He's scared of everything. I'm scared of your fucking attitude, mate. Scared too of leaving. <laughs> Scary. Talking about people leaving. Let's move on. <laughs> Is Iceberg Lattice potentially leaving the top 10 list? <laughs> we, oh. Well, it was never there. What? It was yes, never it a top, was. It top was 10 veg to begin so, with. So I've made a little list of interesting offensive free agents full of tidbits and I want to sort of present them to you and get your ideas on potential landing spots for these guys so first on my amazing list is a wide receiver who's 27 years old Alan Robinson we spoke about him a little bit what what do we think here guys 
I want to know what you were going to say about AJ Green. Well, I think a potential landing spot could be the Bengals, to be honest. I think AJ Green is gone. Uh, Jonathan Ross, by all means, wants a trade and wasn't really that productive for him Who's anyway. He's trade for him. He's done nothing. He might get like a sixth or something. It's irrelevant. But yeah, I, I imagine like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins have both shown that they can be good for the Bengals. I think if you get an Allen Robinson in there, he wants to play with a, a top tier QB and Burroughs showed that he can be a pretty darn god good quarterback. So I think it would make their receiving calls one of the, the best receiving calls in, in the AFC for sure. I do, I do get your point. I don't think it's a bad fit for the Bengals. I think anything you do to help Burrow is going to be appreciated. I just think they're probably, I mean, I know they've got a lot of cap space, but they'd probably be better off getting a couple of really good O-linemen. And like you said, they do have weapons available for them. It's not like they they really need it. I think maybe the Jets. Yeah, Jets have a ton of money. Like we, talk about, we talk about the Bengals having a good cap. They've got 43 mil. The, the flipping Jets have got 73 mil. They've got 30 more million than them. So they could just, take that easily. I would be because I would be surprised if they went receiver in the draft at number two. I mean, yeah. we, we still don't know if they're going, oh, if they're going to go quarterback or stick with Darnold for a year. But whichever one they do go with, they are going to need, to, if they want to give them a serious chance, they're going to have to give them at least a weapon. And Alan Robinson yeah. has proven that he doesn't need elite QB play to put up really good numbers. True. I think he's arguably one of the best one-on-one -on -one winners in the NFL, which is going to be a huge benefit for whoever is starting under centre for the Jets. Because who's their best receiver? Like Jamison Crowder? Crowder. Yeah, and he's only a yeah. slot guy. Crowder's only a slot guy. So if you can get um if you can get Robinson on the outside, I think that'd be great. Or he could just come to Miami. Are you going to say this about all of them? No, just Dan Robinson because he's been he's one who's been heavily linked to Miami. Um, I think it, may, it would make a ton of sense. Because I think with everyone, they're kind of heavily linked to even Miami or the Jets just because of the amount of cap space they have, though. It's nice, though, isn't it? I feel like there's something to Alan Robinson wanting to play with a, with a good quarterback and not knowing the situation you have with the Jets and really the the dolphins either at the moment well mm. Tua is the guy you just don't know what his seeding is i guess the other team i think that could be a good fit who'd pair with he pair well with what they already have in that receiver room is washington if you get a big guy to go along with terry mclaurin's pace mm. i don't know i think that could just be that would be a nice one yeah, little and that, large little and large that complement each other well i don't know i think ter terry mclaurin he's proved he can be that number one X receiver. I think you could probably spend a, a lot less a less money if you're a number two receiver, considering Terry McLaurin's going to need a payday soon. And considering yeah. you've got 43 million in cap, I think you could build elsewhere along that team rather than spending 20 million a wide receiver, which takes you down to 23 million. Although, Someone's yeah, it'd be good fun. I'm sure Alan Robinson would be productive. Yeah. I took away 20 from 43. What can or I say? flexing, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with what you said there. It makes sense. Yeah, they they could just go with a little like root runner type guy rather than um big Alan Robinson. It's all speculation hearsay, anyway. Yeah, it's literally the whole fucking podcast, Joe. Hearsay and speculation, mate. Uh, it's insider information. We just can't tell what we actually know yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know what, what we actually thought as soon as they're signed. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've already been told all of these landing spots. Oh yeah, but they can't know that. Or oh, we can't tell them. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Moving on to another interesting wide receiver prospect, uh, Chris Godwin, age 24, coming off his rookie deal at the Bucks, had a has been averaging over a thousand yards a season every year at the Bucks. Where do you guys foresee Chris potentially ending up if he's not franchise tagged or <laughs> equivalent? I still can't get over the fact that he's 24. I feel like he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty weird. That like, surely he's going to turn twenty five before the season starts. Because I didn't put his birthday up there. I have no idea. That's really poor from you. Literally got it now on his third monitor. No, he's it was. Oh, he's twenty five. He's turned twenty five on the twenty seventh. So in between the last two podcasts. Okay, oh! well he's twenty five. Happy, Happy birthday, Chris Godwin! Happy birthday! Celebrate with your ring. <laughs> I know. There's been a lot of talk from him that he wouldn't necessarily 
want a huge contract in exchange for going back to Tampa. So I think that is a possibility we have to look at. Would he serve as Stan? You were just talking about a really good route running guy to complement Terry McLaurin. Would he fit that mould? I think he would. I'm just saying that I think he would probably, if he did want to go to Washington, he would be demanding a bit of a higher contract. Like, Obviously, I don't think he's worthy of that sort of £20 million deal at this point in his career, maybe a bit less. So... It depends how much they can get him for. If they can get him cheaper, then yeah, sure. But if they're going to spend a lot on him, then you might as well just go for Alan Robinson. That's, that's my logic. Like, I do appreciate yeah. that Chris Gordon's a great receiver. but I imagine he will end up with slightly less than Robinson. I mean, the difference yeah. is that he hasn't... He's never had a torn ACL like Robinson has, and he's, at what, two or three years younger as well. Yeah. So yeah. you've got that longevity. Like, he'll he'll still be in his prime by the time his contract comes to an end. Well, I'm talking about Chris Goblin. I think Indianapolis would be a really good fit for him. Yes. I'm really seeing with the Colts because the Colts do need wide receivers because obviously T.Y. Hilton's kind of fallen off a bit. You've got Pittman who's peaking. And he's a free agent. He's a free agent as well. He's yeah. a free agent as well. There you go. Even more of a reason. You've got 50 million in, in cap. You've already got your quarterback. Give him some weapons. Paris right. Campbell was injured all of 2020. There you go. He's a good player when he's healthy. I'll be livid with Indianapolis if they go through another year without spending their cap space. They've got to go for Robinson or Godwin, Fuller, Smith Juice. There's just someone like that. Get a weapon. Yeah. Splash your cash. I agree. I mean, Pittman Jr. is good, but I don't think he's a number one receiver by any means. And we don't know how Paris Campbell's going to bounce back after a year I know, of injury. I think Pittman does fit that X role. Yeah, the X role, yeah, but he's not he's not necessarily going to be the best receiver on your team, but he does have the frame, body type, and just sort of traits to become an X receiver. If you want to, yeah, as you said, your highest paid receiver like in previous weeks, it doesn't necessarily have to be your best receiver. You could get like Godwin, even Robinson, potentially. To be yeah. fair, that's it's the exact same situation we talked about last week, how Godwin may not yeah. be that prototypical number one guy, but would be the best weapon. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and Indianapolis would basically be that scenario. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Sign him up. Pittman's going to develop, but like he can only go upwards really with his career after last year. You'd hope. You would hope, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sophomore slump is a real thing. True. Yeah, so so far it's either re-sign with the, the Bucks or go to the Colts. I'm saying Colts. I'd love that fit. I, think I, like, be cool. I do like the fit. Yeah. Yeah, I had Colts as well. So moving on to the last wide receiver on the list, Juju Smith-Schuster, the TikTok dancer himself. That's <laughs> so unkind. He's going to Miami, right? He's not. Everyone's <laughs> going to Miami. Have you not heard? Come on down. I mean, like, on a serious note, Juju Smith-Schuster is a good receiver. Yeah. And I would true. be happy to have him in Miami and be an extra weapon for Tua. Dancing or, aside, he's actually a great athlete. New quarterback here. <laughs> you don't insert new quarterback anywhere, Slew. That's a funny way of saying Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, you make me so angry. <laughs> so, so you saying Miami? No, I'm not saying Miami. You go <laughs> somewhere Miami. else. Disgusting. You Do his dancing in Washington or something? Or I mean, I mean, is it just... out of the question that he stays with the Steelers? No, I don't think it's out of the question. Really, like that. Obviously, the Steelers are going to struggle to pay him. because um, Yeah, they're going to struggle to I pay him. I don't understand if you were Juju why he'd want to go to the Steelers. He yeah. wants to go back, to be fair. He posted, his he posted on his Instagram story once that he could spend the rest of his career here. So Yeah, but could you spend your rest of your career? Would you want to spend another year catching from Big Ben? No, but this is... And they don't look, I can't see them drafting quarterback while Big Ben's there. He doesn't seem no, like the mentor type. Also... <laughs> You can say that. <laughs> he doesn't, with, does he? With Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as well, he's not really the guy at the Steelers. Even they the... don't need to pay him, you're right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think what is similar with Juju, it can be said of Chris Godwin as well, that he's he's obviously not going to be an ex-receiver either. Like yeah. Juju was kind what of about Baltimore? Ooh. He likes blocking. Yeah, if he, if he likes blocking, then he can go you to You need Baltimore. a guy that can win. Yeah, need a team I can't. Can <laughs> I mean, we could, every we could like, pay him, I, but I don't see him going to Baltimore. To be honest, like, why would any receiver want to go to Baltimore? Yeah, That's my exactly. Point. Unless they're secretly a running back in disguise. I mean, I don't know. Not why, after but... all the talk, they're going to open up the playbook this year. Said that last I mean, year, though, didn't they? 
well, they didn't have the weapons that could do it. They tried it early on and no one wanted to catch consistently. That is true. We had a lot like, of drops. You can't force people to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, another one, Arizona. Stan, you mentioned that oh, how you need them. another guy. I he would he would be Arizona. an awesome slot guy for you. I'd lo- I'd honestly I'd love Smith Schuster or Will Fuller to come to Arizona. I genuinely think that would be like the missing piece to our offense, really, to be honest with you. Because obviously play calling aside, Christian Kirk just doesn't cut the mustard for us. So well, if, if we could get just an, a good number two receiver and have Hopkins there as well, that would make my year. Yeah. It'd be yeah. funny to watch how he reacts after the air raid fails again next season, but you've it's got all the pieces this time. It doesn't matter though, because you've got the pieces in place for when a new offensive coordinator comes in the next year. Absolutely. That's, That's you always look on the bright side of things. That's what they call me. If we fail if we if we succeed, it's great. If we fail, Cliff Kingsbury's gone. So I'm yeah. gonna be a happy man either way this time next Would year. Would you rather get another weapon on offense or a cornerback? A corner because we don't have one. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. We don't we don't have one so we need one and we're likely not gonna be able to get one in the first round unless we trade up because we're picking 16th right behind a cornerback needy team. Yeah, you should have thought about that before you were good. There aren't really any the great cornerbacks on the free agency market. No. I mean, I think the best one's Patrick Peterson. And we're, we're <laughs> trying to bring... The idea is in Arizona, and this is what Ian Rappaport reported, that they're trying to keep the defense the same, so they're going to try and re-sign Reddick. They'll try and re-sign Peterson, Kirkpatrick... And they're just going to try and keep it the same as last season, mm. which you was know all what wrong. I like about Ian Rappaport is that he gives news ahead of time. Yeah, mm. no, that's I, one I of his like best traits. Well. He reports it before it happens rather than after it happens mm. with his inside information. Yeah, uh, sources. <laughs> pretty sick. I could potentially see the Patriots for Juju as well. Mm. He's way oh, too yeah. fun. I don't know. He's too, I know everyone. I'd agree with that. They signed He's Randy Moss. Yeah, but True. there's there's I'm levels in there. Though. There's levels because Nacho Cinco and Randy Moss were too like they haven't shown elite. it in recent years. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a Newton's clear need. They've got they're also like third in the league in cap space. I don't know if Smith Schuster want to go there though. I feel I like they would compete. Oh no, you hit such. You actually out of all those guys, they all big up Bill Belichick. Like, yeah, I'm sure guy. Bill Belichick's a sound bloke and everything. I think it's just. Are you? I don't think you are, Matt. Take that back. It's a bit like. I don't mind Bill Belichick. I didn't. I didn't like what he made the Patriots into. What a team that can consistently whoop the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> what do we sugarcoat it? He was very <laughs> successful at beating us, so I don't like him. Fair play to you. It might be just what he needs, though—a little bit of direction. It's like sending a kid off to military school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, but yeah, I, I, I could they see that. They went with Antonio Brown. Yeah, and, and oh, did, they, did, yeah. They, did they not get stung quite harshly by that? Yeah, but I don't think Juju's in really. even the same stratosphere of crazy as Antonio Brown. He's just a guy no. that dances a bit. No, absolutely not. No, no that'd be a yeah, huge disservice to Juju to say that. Got released, like yeah, because he lied really about a crime. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty similar to dancing on TikTok, though, isn't it? Both criminal acts in some ways. No, um, I, I think we should say as a podcast we, that we do not compare the two in any way. No, absolutely not, James. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it would be a huge disservice to put Juju in that crazy bracket of Antonio Brown and then even, like I said, Otrosinka and stuff. Like He yeah, might have garnered some publicity in a fashion that was controversial last season but didn't do anything wrong right um mm. i think the more with juju is he's like as you guys said he's not gonna go somewhere and be the guy at wide receiver which puts him in that awkward bracket of needs to get paid because he's a good player but it becomes difficult to justify his value and his worth to a team yeah yeah i mean arguably he would be the guy at the patriots because what you've got other than Julian Edelman coming off an injury. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. That's the thing. Does he... Is he too similar in play style to Julian Edelman? No, mm. Edelman's a slot guy. Juju's a mm. number two, I think. He plays a lot in the slot. Mm. Mm. That's what I mean. He's not like... I think you can quantifiably say about Juju Smith-Schuster is you can pretty much rule out what he's not, and he's not that 
big bodied receiver who's going to go go up and win 50 50 matchups on a consistent basis that's on the outside him, yeah. that's not him which is fine that like he could still be very very useful in the right offense but like you said it becomes difficult to understand how you can build him into an offense especially when he's due a, a payday and will you know quite rightly look for a decent amount of money because he has mm. been a good player Though if he was white, he would already be on a Patriots. They would have already signed him, presumably, based on his, his skill set. That's a bold take, sir. Wowzers. All right, so moving on to an out of the wide receiver realm into the realm of tight ends. I've put down Johnny Smith as a bit of an interesting situation, giving a season last year. Did you have year. to go the realm of tight ends? Joe, have you heard yes. of this guy called Hunter Henry? I have, but I honestly think he's just going to get re-signed by the Chargers. Or he's going to tear an ACL again. Well, you can raise that as your point because it's a fringy discussion. Nah, fuck the, it. Jono Smith. The no, issue I think with Jono Smith, Smith is... is I don't know what he is consistently. Like, he mm. does nothing and he'll pop up for a fourth, one one catch 40 yards. I just yeah. don't, I don't see him getting huge money in free agency. I think maybe a team like the Bills that didn't get any production really out of their tight ends last year. That but might be a shot. Signed by the Titans, is that not out of the question? I think that's a very realistic possibility. Yeah. It's, it's sort of difficult because he's, John O. Smith and Hunt Henry, as you mentioned there, he's in that bracket of wide receivers. I mean, not wide receivers, tight ends, sorry. That are below Kittle, Kelsey and Hurt. And it's just like, you don't know what, you don't know what the value is for them. Like, there's a lack, you know, and I'd maybe put Darren Waller in that elite bracket as well, to be fair, Absolutely, based on the yeah. last few seasons. Um, but for the rest of them, it's difficult to quantify what they are and how oh, useful they'd be a different different team, to be honest. Like, yeah. Because they're not... I think that's fair. I put Mark Andrews Did you something, say something there? I didn't hear. Yeah, a little Mark Andrews. All right, here's yeah. a question. Would you rather sign a Jonu Smith or trade a fifth or a fourth for Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. I think is... I mean, it depends. If you're a team that wants to win now, then Zach Hurts, yeah. 100%. I don't know. I'm not... I'm, I haven't done much research into like, the vibe that tight end brings. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit sceptical over like giving up picks for a tight end, to be honest with you. Especially like an old guy like Zach Hurts who could get hurt again. Yeah. Johnny Smith's, what, 25? Yeah. And you're going to get him for cheap as well. He was one of the highest scoring tight ends in the league last year he didn't do that well in terms of uh, receiving yards but then again quite most of the tight ends didn't you know yeah, tight ends, they're, the yards. they're short yardage or red zone weapons the majority of yeah. them yeah. I think we've got a skewed opinion of what you can realistically expect from a tight end given spoiled. these new guys that have come through and basically are number one receivers yeah like Travis Kelsey George Kittle Mark Andrews blah 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 all the rest of them they're just a complete different breed when it comes to their skill set and their ability. And I don't think, yeah, we shouldn't take that for granted and we shouldn't hold the other tight ends in that group to the to that same standard because they're simply not the same type of player. Like in the, their ability to gain rack yards and just every, everything like that. So I think, yeah, the numbers obviously be skewed because of short distance yardages. So we've just got to make sure we take that into account rather than try to compare them to something they're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think it was interesting, as you pointed out there, Joe, how potent Smith's been in the red zone. And, you know, potentially if you're looking at maximizing that, you know, maybe someone like Arizona, to be honest, where you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who you've got to double in the red zone. Otherwise he will just embarrass a DB. It creates a mismatch. They they haven't looked like a team that has prioritized tight end in any way, shape, or form. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't like to see another tight end in Arizona. To be honest with you, we've had Dan Arnold as our star of the season. Yeah, he's a really athletic guy, like a proper, really, really, really good, high quality athlete. However, he we just really haven't seen much action, like in terms of getting the ball. Mm. Because when we have gone into heavy packages, we've quite often just subbed in Mason Cole or whoever our backup lineman is. And at that time, we've put them as an eligible receiver in heavy packages. And when the tight ends do come on, they're generally just like flexed out receivers. So I'd rather just see another receiver than tight end because if you're going to have a tight end, just flex him out anyway. Just put a receiver there, like someone whose entire craft is just catching balls and like running. What about a team we've already mentioned that runs a lot of tight end, two tight end packages 
like the Colts. They've got Jack Doyle there as their yeah. sort of mm. main tight end. And then they could they always seem to have this B guy that's more of a receiving threat tight end, which is sort of they had Mo Ali the Cox role that John and he's he's out of contract and Johnny Smith's better than him anyway. Oh, yeah, 100%, I'm, I'm saying that's who they had. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, considering <laughs> the amount of money they have and how cheap Johnny Smith would be, yeah, sure, go for it, pull the trigger. Yeah. I mean, another one I could think of who we've already mentioned as well would be potentially the Seahawks. I mean, could you imagine having to try and deal with DK Metcalf and Johnny Smith? Johnny Smith should not be put on the same level as DK Metcalf. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is in terms of having it's to another weapon. match that in the red zone, because yeah. you wouldn't be able to double them both. And I think having that big target in Johnny Smith as well, who is proficient in catching touchdowns in the red zone, would be super useful because it, it forces the defense to have to account for it. So you, you'd probably find it's easier to hit yeah. your Tyler Lockett's or hit your, you know, delayed mm. running back screens or, or whatever because... The red zone's the problem for them. Mm. No, I mean, they've got a million one other problems, but I just think it would be quite a fun... That that could be a situation where, I, where I'd see Jonas Smith. they already got about three tight ends that are sort of starter level on yeah, the roster. Like Will Disley, Nick Farnett, all of that. Will Disley gets injured every year. A lot. Like clockwork. That's, that's fair. I could see the Jaguars as well, potentially. Yeah. Did Tyler, yeah, Tyler Eifert, Eifert do anything for them? Um, t- Tyler no, Eifert. They could do a getting a tight end. Yeah. To be honest with you. How I think I'd rather have a Hunter Henry type, though, than a Johnny Smith, more of like, he's a bit better of a blocker and more of a security blanket than a, than a sort of explosive playmaker. So, so what you're saying is that Hunter Henry is a better player than Johnny Smith? Yeah. So he wow. maybe a should better be and safer got. player. There you go. How did you like that, Joe? Well, oh, sorry, we've, I realised why you... We've accidentally covered another tight end I'm, as I'm well. Be, sorry, I'm being, I'm being used for Stan's ulterior motives. Collusion. Right into my trap. Well, we're at it. Anyone got any other ideas on where Hunter Henry should go then? All the things we just mentioned. I mean, as long as you need yeah. a tight Jackson end, let's go. Yeah. I mean, he'll go to the bloody medical tent again, won't he? Because he's always injured, but well, he'll stay with the Chargers. We're forgetting the team that loves tight ends that doesn't have any tight ends. Bears. There as well, but they've got all the tight ends. <laughs> New England. 25 of them. That's yeah. true, actually. And New they've England's got the not tight a tight end in a hot minute. In a whole know? hot minute. That's Imagine true. if the Bears do make a move for Jono Smith though, and Tyler Eifert. You know what? I hope they get let Alan Robinson go just so they can line up with a four tight end formation. Good <sighs> five tight end formation. No running backs either. <laughs> Jono Smith it. in the backfield. QB power every play. Yeah. Crazy. Love to see it. So moving on to the by far the best running back that's available on this year's market, Aaron Jones. He's 26. Coming off an ama- <laughs> another amazing season, didn't accept the 2020 offer from the Packers, um, and as it stands, the Packers are in negative cap space anyway. As so this, one. yes, this seems quite likely. I would say yeah, this that is happening. This is happening. He's probably going to go somewhere. Where do you, where do you guys I mean, Stan, think? Stan's going to say that he shouldn't be able to go anywhere because no one should pay running backs on their second contract. But... Because to Stan, they're basically second citizens, right? Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, John is, Aaron Jones is a great player. Joe, you're absolutely right. He's the best running back there. Um, Miami. I'm, I'm trying to think of teams that have a lot of cap space to spend. It's Miami. He's going to Miami. Miami's a good shout. Let's hideously overpay him and tie him down to a long-term contract. Exactly. It's the Miami way. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Boom. But I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. Crying the, when the, when the, um, the tread runs out on his tyres. Well, we'll oh, cross that bridge when it comes to it, mate. Um, Miami needs, they have a need for the position. And apparently, both sides are interested from mm-hmm. sources. I'd, I'd like it for the first sources. Year. I'd like it. I just hope they don't overpay for him. Oh, we will. Don't you worry about that. All right. I'm reassured to know that. I'm not. I'm terrified. But yeah, New York I, Jets, they seem like they'd spend a lot I'll of money on a running back. Stop sending fun players to the Jets in your head. Yeah, they're going to be fun. They're gonna, I'm going to make them fun. I'm going to force it upon fun. them. I like it. I'm, I'm on the Jets bandwagon as I previously Oh, seen Stan, I don't think you could get more detestable. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Yep. Oh, he um, didn't exactly hide it. No. He didn't. He didn't hide it at all. But yeah. Yeah, he did previously hideously overpay for Le'Veon Bell, so... True. That is true. But yeah, I mean... 
even Miami bias aside, I think that that fit makes a ton of sense. I think the Jets is also a good shout, to be fair, though. So, but again, that that would be a sensible thing. So I don't want the Jets to do it. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, he could he could uh, you know use that sort of mutual interest to hike his prices up a bit. You never know. Bit of wheeler yeah. dealing, get Harry Redknapp yeah. involved. I think he'll make a decent contract. I mean, the fact that he's been consistent throughout his career, yeah, and is great as a pass catcher as well as a running back. I don't think value is going to be a huge issue for him. I just uh, I want to lob something out here just just to test the waters. So with this um with this year. We've obviously we've seen a reduced salary cap. Mm-hmm. Do we see any one-year rental deals? So you pay you pay your guy high money for one year to go to a contender. Wait, sorry, no, I'm I'm curious to see where you're going now. I thought you were going to take this in another direction. I'm not taking this in another direction. I'm just saying, do we see any just like short one-year deals? And I think like a guy like Aaron Jones might be a guy who would go for this. So you take your deal to Ooh. go to a team for one year with the chance to win a Super Bowl, and then the next year you take your payday when teams are more financially stable. It's an interesting angle, Didn't to I be fair. Did I say that like a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I don't know. Slow. Oh, you, I, to, I, I think that's where you probably have to got the idea. You claim everything. Okay, I don't I claim mean, everything. I claim what's mine. Jay Glazer in the bloody flesh. Um, <laughs> I think Stan's Jay Glazer to me, to be fair. I think you're yes. getting confused with the, the tag and trade slip. No. But anyway, no, I think it's an interesting idea, well to be fair. I think it's quite cool, but I, I don't know if it would work from a player point of view because what if you get a big injury that year? Like That's the risk you've got to take. You're bubbled. High risk, high reward. You take the risk, you win the Super running back, though. What Famously, about, that's a good attitude to have with health, high risk, high reward. What about just getting a backloaded deal? Just being like, look, I understand the team's going to be under salary oh, cap. No, no, no. Don't backload. A, no team is going to want to backload a contract with a running Not back. Not usually, the, but like... No, no, that's th- the worst idea you can have. Can, can, let me, backload- can let me say it? Can let me say it? <laughs> let me speak, please. I was just saying like... <laughs> just like a three-year deal. So take a bit less than the first one to help the team out. Not an extortionate amount in the next two years just a bit more than it would have been just spread out evenly because that way the team can afford this year the salary cap is going to go back up as you said and then the team will probably be able to afford those contracts basically a bloody loan to buy is what you i don't know what team is going to want to sign up for that i know you said it might not be massive i'm not just saying running back by the way that was that was a general oh yeah for for a general thing i could see but for the position of running back like obviously i've got a i should have known your bias i've got my bias against paying running backs but if you do look at it <laughs> running backs have led less tread on their tires than the rest of players and they when they burn out they burn out so why would you want to backload a contract what like... i mean if you're going to sign someone for a three-year deal anyway so frank gore never ages you want to be able to cut them after maybe year two if they don't perform <laughs> stan hates well, running backs i don't great. hate running backs i just think they're financially they, they, just think they don't out. deserve money i don't think they deserve money no but <laughs> What contenders actually can afford to do this big one-year deal to... No, no, he's not saying big one-year deal. He's saying small deal with a contender and then hit free agency again next year. They've just got money. They always have money. You said the Saints. Yeah, even if they're a negative salary cap, it doesn't actually mean anything. They've just signed Alvin Kamara again. Are they? Yeah, they did it earlier in the season. Yeah, that's why they're... I was just making a jo- I was just more it was more me making a joke at how the Saints always seem to have money. Mm, okay, yeah, they it. do sort of pull it out of their ass, don't they? Here's 50 mil. Well the Bills. I mean yes, Bills need a running back. If they don't take uh, neither of they've got two, but neither of them are, you know, fantastic. They're they're no, they're not good at all. Devin Singapore <laughs> and Zach Moss, don't cut them off. Rubbish. Um if they don't take one in the first round, which could end up happening at the <laughs> end with either Najee Harris or um Travis Etienne. Free agency could be a good look if they go for like one like a two year deal or something like that. Well, maybe you do both. Yeah. To be fair, I'm a, I don't I don't know what to think about Devin Sil- yeah, Singletree because he looked like he'd be decent. Yeah, when he was a number two back playing behind then, Frank Gore, he was decent because he was yeah, yeah, I think that says enough that he was playing behind Frank Gore. Exactly. It's like the whole like thing with J.K. Dobbins earlier in the season when he was like Ooh. that sort of change of pace back, and he'd just come in and rip off a few big yards and like. Obviously, the, the yardage was high, but the the, to, the touch of the ball were actually quite low. So, mm. Or oh, good old Caelan Ballage back in the day. With your idea of a short-term deal, another one year with um, Green Bay? If they can afford it, go for it, yeah. Because obviously they've got this draft as well to try and add talent. Maybe maybe they had a wide receiver. No. Um, 
Kadarius Tony in the first stupid. round. I'd like that. Crazy. They could still do that. They could still do that, but even will, if they sign Aaron Jones, will they? I think no. They'll probably take a. They'd have to work some. Bill I think they'll take Jones. Magic. Kyle Trask. <laughs> Potentially. Fair enough. So let's move on to the final one on the list. Giving the O line some love, Brandon Scherf. We talked about him the other week. Mm, Take all the O linemen, round them up, send them to Cincinnati. Job done. (laughs) Send Trent Williams there as well. Get the whole lot of them. (laughs) They can afford it. Joe Thune, from bloody Ohio. Send him up there as well. That'd be pretty cool. Just sign three O linemen. They love it. Why not? Well, that's your that's your off season three alignment. Bang. I mean, yeah, stonks. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, I think they should put you on the phone with Mike Brown. I think you're on something here. Yeah. I mean, there's worse ideas, aren't there? The Bills did that a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah. But yeah, Brandon Scherf's good. The... He real good. I think he'd start yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's for pretty free, much though. every team in the well, league. To be honest, you get Trent on the left. Get the boys both guard positions, and then get what's the boys the... Is it Jonah Williams they've got? Yeah. Move him back, move him back over to the right tackle where he's yeah. Jana. better. Yeah, jobs are good and sorted. Sorted with that simple, eh? It, I mean it is. Just go pay him. Just go pay him. Only there were other teams as well trying to sign these alignment. No one has cap space. Uh, apart from the Jaguars, Jets, Patriots, Other than the Bengals. Yeah, Jaguars got linemen, sort of. They got the, one lineman. The, the, the Jets. They don't argue though, do they? Ah, I think that's generous. around last year. Yeah, I, I can see the Jets uh, mm. paying paying Scherf. They've got the cap for it, and they need O lineman help. Maybe it would then open them up to more options in the draft. Potentially, I mean, they should still take Penesiol as well. well. Yeah, that would be pretty monster. To be fair. I mean, they'll still be crap because Dan Arnold, Dan fucking Sam Donald. Sam Donald, not Dan Arnold. That's bloody tight. No, Sam Donald can't lob a footy particularly well on a consistent basis. But boy, will he He'd be up right? Some success if he had a good O lineman like Matt does not rate him at all. No, really hates him. Not to be fair, this isn't a Jets thing no. either. Even coming out of the draft, no. coming into the draft that year. He was not. He was very not high on. No, I've said he was very low. Even some people would say. To be fair, I was. I was listening to Move the Sticks this weekend. I'm bucking very Brooks. Not high. Not what are you fan. doing? There are competitors. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> They're not competitors. But Bucky Brooks, he was, he was talking about the, his evaluation of Mac Jones, and he's like, "What's his superpower?" <laughs> I know it sounds like a weird thing to say, but sex very efficient, isn't it? <laughs> if, you, if you look at all the top quarterbacks in the league and all the top quarterbacks in the draft they all have their x facts, their their talent the thing that they're really good at whether that be scrambling what's Tom Brady's superpower yeah accuracy smarts pocket presence how do you measure that well, I never said you could quantify it but if you're one of these He's people Charles comparing Matt Jones to Tom Brady just because he can't run then no nah, just trying to wind you up no, I don't rate Matt Jones. We've been over this. Yeah, we have been over this. But I don't get. I don't get why you draft someone that clearly doesn't have the arm strength to succeed. Sam Darnold, that's it. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is one of those guys. He's just good. Uh, Sam There's Darnold. nothing about him that jumps off the tape in terms of like. Sorry, as a prospect coming out, he was just good. There was nothing on the tape that particularly jumped out about him that made him stand out as an elite quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the he's just he was just fine when he came out of college and I was like that doth butter no <laughs> parsnips butter at no the pro pals. level yeah and that it is a well known phrase doth butter doth butter no I, 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 I mean I kind of get it but at the same time if someone's just all uh, round good is that not no but I'm sorry I, I should take round good and just put all right instead okay but it's not the same though because you Look at that um that uh, top ten list of quarterbacks that we made earlier in the year. What's that Prescott? What was that Prescott superpower? Well, he's he's mobile. He's got a great arm. He's it's accurate. Not, yeah, but he's not. He's neither of them. Are, none of it is like attitude. Wow. He's he just a front flip. good. He did a front flip into the end zone once. Where did Mac Jones do that? No, I'm not saying Mac Jones. <laughs> Show me the tape. You don't know he can't do that. He's just never shown it on tape. He's never why shown would you? Why tape. would you show? Shows us. Why would you put stuff that's scoutable on tape? Because otherwise, they know how to stop you. Your superpower. 
That's good point. Mm. <laughs> There's a reason Spider-Man wears the, a mask, mate. In the draft interviews with all the different teams like oh i didn't i didn't do that because like he'll be doing oh. it in the draft rooms he'll be he'll be getting up on zoom for these interviews and be like lads watch this backflip for, for, his, for his vertical jump he won't do a jump he'll do a backflip Pick instead me. to be fair if you did a backflip on your vertical jump <laughs> like probably got something to it so i'm and no, I think someone, one of the old school scouts would point it out as character flaws. <laughs> can't, follow ba- can't follow basic instructions. Shut up, Charlie Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there with the stopwatch. Like. Not a team player. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Cassidy brings own measuring tape as well. Bad ethos. <laughs> Doesn't. Also, like, just, just yeah, Charlie Cassidy's just a mug, isn't he? <laughs> Like, remember all that stuff he was saying about Kyle Murray? Like, no, do you remember all the stuff about he was saying about Kyle Murray just with no reason? That's not about how he's it. terrible off on the whiteboard and he just he's off not a, field. a good learner yeah. and all that, and he's not good on tape. It's like, why are you just? You basically looked at him and thought, I don't like the look of this he's kid, so I'm going to make up a bunch then. of shit about him. Like, shut up, Drew. Well, Brees, that's almost a genuine. That, yeah. When you can understand why it would be a criticism. I'm not saying it's a good reason, but I mean, to be fair, it does restrict what you can do in the quick passing game over the middle. The fact that he's just it saying some that he's not a good it. learner and he's not a good classroom guy is basically bullshit for no reason. Well, yeah, considering you want a Heisman within trophy, then get mm. out of here. You know what? It attracts the clicks. Slow. Get out of here. It does attract the clicks. It is, it's draft season, boys. You know what that means. There'll be a mock draft with a kicker going mock second overall in no time at all once the clicks dry up. Yeah. Well, on that amazing exactly. tangent, I think that's about all we have time for this week. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dropback, on Facebook at The Dropback UK. Alex has got a new article out on thedropback.com or .co.uk, whichever you fancy. I've been your host, Joe. I've been Stan. I've been Matt. And I've been Sam. And until next time, peace. See you later. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Butter no parsnips at the pro level. <laughs>